I will absolutely tout, you know, great what I consider to be great pieces of art. I will, I will be like, oh, well, you should read this or you should watch this. And if people are like, I did watch it and I didn't like it, then I'm just like, okay, then like, yeah, well, the most I'll get into that is like, oh, okay, why? And they're like, well, right. And if they're like, um, cause I can't stand Gwyneth Paltrow's face. I'm like, all right, there's nothing I can that, do. That's there. a valid reason. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a perfectly like, there are people you just don't, that can, you know, if someone, here's the thing. It does not matter mm-hmm. how good a movie is or a book or anything else. If someone involved with that just elicits that visceral reaction, it doesn't matter how good the piece of art is, they're not going to enjoy it. And that's yeah. a valid reason yeah. for not liking something. And and that's so. not so that's not something I'm going to argue with either. Like I'm just right. gonna go, all right, uh well, huh. What is, is there something like that that doesn't have her in it? Um <laughs> maybe I can point you toward that no yeah all right um but then or if it's like no you should really read this book that i'm big into people are like i'll just watch the show and or, or the movie and i'm just like no you don't want to do that because the, they move they mess things okay yeah just go enjoy the thing please <laughs> yeah I, I generally um if someone's doesn't like a thing that I this goes I mean we've I think we've talked about this three episodes now is <laughs> if someone doesn't like a thing that I really like that's that's fine I don't yeah I just go okay can we talk about it though and if they're like nah I just didn't like it all right I guess we'll sit here and stare at each other or just talk about something else like you know no, I will forbid. I will burn there I will burn burn holes into their brain i just silence <laughs> wow dead eyed though not even like intense just like blank silence all right we're done no more talking then cool on that note <laughs> Go. hello and welcome to the watcher's guide to the marvel universe the show that will be observing no nut november by once again killing Mr. Peanut. I'm Max. And I'm JR. Hi. Uh, hi, how's it going? <laughs> it's going, how are you? I am I am awake and a person. Yeah. yeah. I continue cool. to metabolize sugars and salts uh, and proteins. No, I metabolize the proteins. Or the calories? Mm. What do I metabolize? I metabolize things into energy. And sometimes ladies. I... Ladies. And sometimes I sleep. Ladies. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, you know. I, uh... <coughs> I don't know. It may take me a little bit to sort of get going this week it's been it's been a bad mental health week just one of those weeks where nothing is materially wrong 
Mm-hmm. I mean, other than like everything, but like, you know, it's not like, well, this happened and this happened and this happened. It's just like my brain is actively fucking with me right now. So it's just been that kind of week. Brain chemicals are a thing. Yeah. So I did that a little on Thursday. And then, and then it went away, but <laughs> yeah, pro- I, it hasn't been the whole week. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry to hear that. I am, I, 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 that sucks. It's fine. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you just, you have to write it out. Like it, there's... Yep. There's not a, you know, even like the fundamental problem is like I could do all of these things to try and combat it. Uh, You know, I could do things that make me happy and they do, Mm -hmm. but, but it's still like there and it's just sort of like, so, um, it's like. Yeah, we went and watched my favorite movie to try and get me out of this funk and my brain will just be like, "Yeah, but you're not you're still not worthy of love." <laughs> and, you know, it's just that's the way it is. Uh-huh. Like you just have to um you just kind of have to roll with it and, you know, that's Yeah, that's the unfortunate the thing. And it's difficult to explain to people who haven't done that before. And they're just like, they, you know, there's always the, well, just be happy. And it's like, fall in a manhole. Um, But like, I've gotten to the point now where people, like, if you try to give me advice on how to deal with my depression, I'm just like, all right, fine. Go for it. You know, do your thing. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not going to do any of that. Whatever you just told me, I'm not going to do any of that. Well, what happened? Nothing happened. Like, that's the other thing that's difficult to explain is it's like, what? My my girlfriend in the last two years probably finally started, like, not trying to tear, you know, pick it apart when I'm just like, my brain's being mean to me today. I'm sorry if I'm a bit weird. And she's like, now the question is, "Uh, that sucks. Sorry, dude. It's like, yeah. yeah. She's like, is there anything I can do? No. I'm just gonna go play video games, I guess, until it goes away. Um, yeah. That's the best you can do. Or that I find is just write it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. That's I don't really know. A... I don't know how healthy that is. Um this is the kind of thing I should probably talk to a professional about, but it's been working. Um, and I don't get wound up about it anymore, which is, and I'm by any more, I mean, for the last 10 years, I haven't gotten that wound up about, yep, my brain's being a dick. Okay. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> it, you it's, know, you know, it's, the, the, it's, it's, a... it's important to be able to define it too. Like, right. That's probably the biggest helping or has been the biggest help since my 20s is being able to be like 
Why am I this way? Oh, it's just your your brain's an ass. Not you. Just the yeah. chemicals in your brain are an ass today. Um, therefore, you know what's going on. And the most important part then is not to be a dick to other people because of it. Right? Mm-hmm. Give them a fair warning. Hey, I'm going to go. If it looks like I'm staring into space weird, just let me go. And, you know, just don't be a jerk. Because, well, yeah, it's it's one of those things that, you know, there are there are. um, There are levels to it and, you know. Just kind of low is not that bad. It's not like there's any ideation going on or anything Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. it's just my brain being like you know you kind of suck right and i'm just like yeah i know (laughs) and my brain's just like like you know casey thinks she loves you but at some point she's gonna find out something that'll be a deal breaker and it's just like okay (laughs) like heard it before bro (laughs) it's like you know yeah it's like having an asshole friend Right? right, somebody you can't get rid of because of reasons who just says shitty things. Right, like if it were a roommate that was just like, you know, you kind of suck, right? And it's I just would like, move yeah. out, or and, you know, yeah. you could get away from them, but it's yeah. your own brain. What are you yeah. supposed to do? <laughs> and so you just kind of sit there and you're like, yeah, okay, all uh-huh. right, I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna watch this show. Do you think you can shut up long enough for me to watch the Goldbergs? Like, you know, or whatever. I thought you were going to say Golden Girls. (laughs) Uh, No, that's that's what I watch when I want to feel happy. Um, (laughs) Oh, Dorothy. Uh, No, the, uh, you know, I just it's it is what it is. So, yeah. But this is not why people are here. No, <laughs> um, no. I mean, you know, it's it's not like it's I think not it's important some to of talk why about. They're here. It's not. It's not like it's not important to have these conversations. But I feel yeah. like if anybody's listening to this, it's not to be like. So how do you deal with mental illness? It's mm-hmm. it's because it's just like I want to hear you make dick jokes about Wolverine, <laughs> and we will do that. Fun fact. Wolverine is definitely not circumcised. Um, anyway. Okay. What? I don't know. I didn't know that. Well, you think he'd do it by accident. He'd do it himself. Well, no, here, here's the thing. So I actually, I actually, for reasons, had to figure out which of the X-Men were or were not circumcised. And Wolverine be- definitely... <laughs> Was this is not. because you were making um actually questions? No. Um it was for a thing. Doesn't matter. Uh <laughs> but yeah, the uh so here's the thing. Wolverine was born in the early eighteen hundreds in Canada. And at that point in time, if you were not Jewish or Muslim, you didn't get circumcised. Uh. And if, as with most mutants, Wolverine's powers did not kick in until uh, adolescence uh-huh. then he would have been uncut right 
And after the point at which his powers kicked in, if he ever tried to get circumcised, it would grow back. Yeah. So, there you go. Wolverine, not circumcised. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. When you walk through it like that, yeah, it makes sense. But uh, I had never walked through it like that. Yeah. Yep. I am sorry for whatever reason you had to walk through it like that. You said Doesn't it was matter. for a thing. Uh, it, was, it was for a thing. <laughs> um, we don't and have my much... own use. What of it? <laughs> like, we anyway. don't have much in the way of news. Yeah, no. Eternals uh, came out, but I haven't watched it yet. I haven't seen either movie from this most recent run, and I'm yeah. depressed because... I still don't get to see Shang-Chi for another two weeks or something. No, six days. It'll, it comes to Disney plus the 12th. Okay. I thought it was the 20th for some reason or the 21st or something for some reason. 12th. Okay. Uh, Eternals came out and, um, yesterday I have scoured the cast list to see if I was correct about them introducing Millie the model. It does not seem that I was. So, damn. Hawkeye. Hawkeye is going to be the thing to do it. Uh, one of these times I'm going to be right. And cool, you know. <laughs> anyway. Marvel Team Up number 90 has a cover by Al Milgram. Uh, written by Stephen Grant, penciled by Mike Vosberg, inked by Bob McCloud, colored by George Russo, lettered by John Costanza, and edited by Al Milgram. Beast and Spider-Man join force, forces to ki- to battle Killer Shrike and Modular Man at a science exhibit. Um, the thing that I really like about this issue is when they arrive at the science exhibit... Peter's like, oh, the beast is here and all the girls are going crazy for him because, oh, he's so wonderful. And he turns to the girl he's with and he's like, right, sissy? And she's gone. She's <laughs> over there just like, oh my god, your fur is so soft. And he's just like, oh, for crap. bullshit, man. <laughs> and, I, I really liked that moment, too. There was yeah. like, there's a bunch of, oh, woe is Peter in this. And some of it is earned and a lot of it isn't, but... uh I enjoy anytime beast for some reason is a ju- like that choice that they just made as a house like beast is irresistible to women. Yeah. Like, yeah. And everyone in the room when they first brought that up, I'm sure was like, really? The nerdy kid that nobody yeah. that nobody liked until he became covered in blue fur. Now now he's irresistible? Yes. Alright. And it's it's a really weird thing for them (laughs) to have dropped. Like, you just don't see this anymore with Beast. Um, Oh no, he's too fucked. Ever since he tried to kill everyone, he's too goddamn serious. Well, but like, you know... He's a little more fun lately from what I've read when they're on the island. He's a little more fun, but he's still too goddamn serious. I liked well, Fun Beast. You know, it's it's interesting to look at it from the standpoint. You know, back in the 90s, I remember, like, you know, he was with Trish 
but there weren't women throwing himself uh throwing themselves at him uh the way they were during this period of time like here beast is pure sex as far as the women of new york are concerned and later on they're just like ew you're gross and blue and furry and it's just like okay like i get i get that attitudes change and that like what is considered attractive at one point may not be the case later but like holy shit people so we used to we all we all used to love uh low-rise jeans with that also could cover an aircraft so you know things change the 90s were fucking weird man you know i was i was watching uh the (laughs) we were watching columbo (laughs) and there is a there was an episode where um he's like going to talk to someone and they're doing rehearsals for this uh award show and all of the dancers are wearing just these you know those little hats with the upturned brim uh Mm -hmm. and like pink and lime green lycra and i'm just like god what this is so embarrassing (laughs) like (laughs) holy shit like people dressed like that in public in public they dressed like that and it's just like why why would we have done that why did we decide anyway yeah moving on (laughs) um this is a fine issue it's um the modular man is stupid and thankfully he never shows up again that i'm aware of the Uh, modular man sucks um the heist is dumb the fight is fine right i don't like that when they're doing the when they're doing the stealing the thing to re-energize modular man at the uh science thing he uh they take out spider-man and beat these two yahoos take out spider-man and beast really fairly easily and take them out they're both on the ground when they leave and it's like if if it had been a smash and grab and they got away maybe because these guys suck but they're they shouldn't be able to take out both of these an avenger and spider-man right um so I, i don't know that part kind of annoyed me but whatever we gotta have a story um I do like their banter back and forth. Um, I thought maybe this combination wouldn't work, Beast and Spider-Man, but they, since we're still in the realm of fun Beast, it's actually kind of um, nice. It's it's, yeah. it's it's cool to see them having fun together instead of like, uh, you know, a lot of the team-ups are like, super serious dude with spider-man who's you know doing the quipping the whole time they're fighting and uh this is fun for both of them to have that sort of quip moment uh right they're both able to they're both able to just be like uh 
and nobody's like, can you pay attention? Yeah. They're both just like, quip, quippy, quip, quip. This is how I deal with stress, because look at what we're doing. We're fighting a giant metal monster. Oh, fuck. Um, And no one's like, would you shut the fuck up? They're just like, actually, I'll play with that, too. Thank you. Um, Yeah. The improv troupe. In the end, they, yeah, they they beat the guy and uh, run away. Yeah, and like, you know, whatever. Uh, We do have the standard, like, um, modular man when they first show up to the science exhibit is wearing a trench coat and fedora. Mm -hmm. Uh, Despite the fact that, like, his face is made of pipes. (laughs) And so, like, you know. How did you get it? You're not going to hide that. Like, he's not even he's not even wearing bandages like wrapped around the pipes or anything like that. Or like a weird put on a rubber Halloween mask. At least that's uh, because if you keep (laughs) hello, President Nixon, you know, in this in this universe, uh, no one can differentiate a rubber mask between that and the real person. So I assume if you put on the Nixon mask, you just get treated like Nixon, which wouldn't right. be great, but okay, so choose a different president. Uh, oh, George Washington. Nice of you to come to our science fair. Um, right. That that's fine. Even even a shitty plastic Halloween mask probably would have done the job. It would like, have done the don't at look least at you'd my, have a face. Yeah, don't look at my metal head space because he right. doesn't even really have a skull. It's just a hoop with like a. Oh, what are they called? Domino mask? Yes, domino mask sort of applied to it. Right. Um, Modular Man sucks. He does. He's terrible. I hope he's discorporated forever. He is. I didn't Uh, wish death. Just disintegration. He's dead, so Uh, whatever. All right. Uh, So yeah, moving on. Marvel Team-Up Annual Number 2 is written by Chris Claremont, penciled by Sal Buscema and Alan Kupperberg, inked by Jack Abel, colored by Roger Slifer, and lettered by Joe Rosen. Uh, When the heroes of the USSR kidnap Peter's girlfriend, Sissy, and her father, Spider-Man and Hulk race to defeat them before they can complete an antimatter bomb. Um... The, this issue, there's a there's a couple of things that I think are interesting. So, the the Soviet heroes here, meaning uh, Vanguard, Dark Star, and Crimson Dynamo, are being manipulated by a rogue agent of the KGB. Uh, so, they abduct the Professor and Sissy. When they do, Spider-Man who gets grilled by the police, uh, then winds up. And I always love when we get an indication of how smart Peter actually is. Um, Because he looks at what's on the professor's desk and he's like, oh, oh shit. And so he goes to the Fantastic Four and he talks to Reed Richards, who's suffering from a cold at this point for 
I assume that the reason for that is so that Reed doesn't come along on this adventure. But Yeah, that's uh, the only thing it could be. Is yeah. him just being like, oh no, he's got the flu. So, yeah. you know, you don't want him there anyway. Right. And, you know, so, 2021 Max is like, stop breathing his air! What are you doing? <laughs> Get out of there! <laughs> he's wearing a mask. It's okay. <laughs> no, he's um, not. <laughs> No, oh, Peter yeah. is. Peter is. So that that doesn't. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I know. I... I'm going to launch everyone into the sun. Uh, you know that that movie, the new Roland Emmerich movie, where the moon is going to kill us all. Mm-hmm. And I think collectively, there is a non-zero portion of the of the human population going, "Yes, please, Bracom, yeah, kill us okay. all." So, here's a fun game. Which superheroes are most likely to be anti-maskers? No, uh, we're not even getting into that. Texas Uh, Twister. (laughs) (laughs) Razorback. Uh, Anyway, U.S. agent. Uh, Matt, Matt Gargan. For sure. <laughs> well, yeah. But definitely U.S. agent. US yeah. agent. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, well, so Peter brings it to Reed and he's like, so I'm look- I had a friend look at this and this seems bad. And does he, does he ever drop that? The like, I'm not the smart guy like thing because i feel like this is sort of that what that i had a friend look at this because spider-man can't be smart enough to recognize an, an antimatter bomb i thought that was a weird choice of peter's to just to to say that he had a friend look at it and i well, was wondering if that's a if that's a thing that sticks around or it's it's just a it was a weird misstep or not misstep it was just a weird choice yes and no like I mean, around Reed, no, because obviously at a certain point, Reed finds out who he is. But also, like, no, like, not not entirely. I think at this point, it's just, it's just so much about keeping that separation between Peter and Spider-Man that, I mean, it doesn't seem necessary. Like, yeah. But whatever. This is the yeah. this is the route they decided to go, so whatever. Okay. Uh, but he has he says, like, my friend looked at this and it seems bad. And Reed's like, Well, your friend's incredibly smart. Like very few people could even decipher what this means. And he's like, And yeah, it's fucking bad. <laughs> um And so while that's going on, Banner is approached by Colonel Alexei Vajan. Uh who is actually working for the KGB and trying to prevent this wingnut from uh, bringing about the destruction of the United States and possibly the world. And at the end of this, um, they managed the bomb is built, but then Spider-Man is able to get the Hulk to keep them apart 
and then he convinces the Hulk to fling one of them up into space. So the other follows. Uh, they meet in space and explode, and the world is saved. Um, at which point everybody's like, oh, thank God. And it's just like, yeah. And then Alexei shoots Professor Ironwood, Sissy's dad. Uh, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And the professor's like, no, he's right. Like, I didn't even mean to discover this thing, but now that it's discovered, no one's, it doesn't end here. Like, as, as long as I'm alive, somebody's going to force me to build another one, and we're right back where we started. So, you know, uh, we're left with, we're left with the sort of, like, um, banner telling us the moral of this, which is basically, as long as there are bombs, people are going to keep making bigger and bigger ones. And until we sort out uh, that predilection inside of mankind, um, this is the way it's going to be. And I don't think we have the courage to change that. Yep. Um, which thank God they didn't get political with it. I no, am yeah. so glad. Uh huh. <laughs> Keep your politics out of my comics. Shut. Yeah. Fuck. Up. I. Ugh. I am. I am we so had our glad. Mis- we had our misguided nuclear power issue last week. This yeah. one, at least, and that was, and I, and I only say it's misguided because it didn't know what it was trying to say. Like, right. like we covered that. It just didn't, it did not know what its point was. Mm-hmm. Fine. You, you, you duffed that one. This one at least has, a, it has its own point, which is, you know, humanity. Disarmament. Yeah, <laughs> like, you disarmament know, would disarmament. be good. Uh, and humanity sort of sucks, so we probably won't do that. Um, but, okay, cool. But, yeah, get, stop it. Just the, thank God they didn't get political with it. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Marvel team up number 91 has a cover by Rich Bugler, Buckler and Al Milgram written by Stephen Grant, penciled by Pat Broderick. I don't know why I can't talk. Inked by Bruce Patterson, colored by George Russos, lettered by Jim Novak and edited by Denny O'Neill and Mark Gruenwald. Uh, Peter and Glory spend a night at the carnival where they find Ghost Rider being mind-controlled by Moondark. Uh, They manage to free him, as well as all of the other souls that are being trapped by Moondark. And Moondark winds up being dragged away by uh, whoever he was sacrificing these souls to. Not, yeah, uh, legally distinct Satan. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Yep. There's not a lot here. Uh, the, the best parts of the fight are when, um, on the roller coaster, when, um, Spider-Man is being chased by, chased around by Ghost Rider. And that literally only lasts, like, a page. Um, the rest of it is, is fine. I don't know. I like where there is a moment at the end where um, Ghost Spider Man's like, "Holy shit, 
he just got taken away by legally distinct Satan. How can you even watch that? And he's like, vengeance must be served. And Spider-Man goes, oh, you're a little yeah. intense. All right, bye. Jesus. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always really, because, you know, Spider-Man, having teamed up with all sorts of heroes in this book and in others, Spider-Man's encountered some weird shit. But, like, Doctor Strange is at least human. Yeah. Um, so when something weird happens, Doctor Strange can at least be like, yeah, I know, but this is the way these things work. Whereas Ghost Rider being demonic in nature uh, is just like, it is the way it must be, burning eyes. And and Spider-Man's just like, huh, huh, Oh, okay. Huh. No more than that? No more exp- Okay. Also, yeah. I was thinking about it while just now. This is, he, because he's done, he's been in, Ghost Rider's been in Team Up before, but it was, it was a different Ghost Rider. Right. Like this is much more the we're starting to make choices about Ghost Rider in house that are like the spirit of vengeance and like, you know, punishing evil in all forms, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Yeah. And a lot more single minded about it, like. Which is a different dude than because Johnny was still kind of in control of the Ghost Rider back when they were fighting the orb in yeah. the Grand Sensor in one of the Penn Station maybe. Um <coughs> and uh so this is a very different dude that even he even Spider Man's like Oh, I thought I knew you. You're you're intense. Okay, bye. Because uh, yeah. Ghost Rider's just like, cool, I've I have Punished the... I have vanquished... Or punished the evil. Peace. And he just leaves. It's like... Yeah. Alright. Um, fun. Yeah. Um... The... Yeah. So... It's fine. It's, I still it's, like... I'm beginning to enjoy Ghost Rider a lot more when he's like that, too. Right. So... We talked a, a bit more about that last week, so... Yeah. Uh, so now we get into Proteus. Uh, X-Men number one, Uncanny X-Men number 125 has a cover by Dave Cockrum, Terry Austin, and Gaspar Saladino and is written by Chris Claremont, penciled by John Byrne, inked by Terry Austin, colored by Glynis Ween, and lettered by Tom Orzakowski, and then edited by Roger Stern. Um... We are we are now in the uh, downhill slope into Dark Phoenix, which we will be covering in our next episode. Um, after months of the X-Men thinking Beast and Jean are dead and Jean and Beast thinking the X-Men are dead, we now find out everybody's alive. So Beast, Beast returns to the mansion because there were some... Uh, some devices he set up that were not even tripped. They were just shut down. And in doing so, he finds that the X-Men are alive. And he's like, oh my God, we thought you were dead. And 
Cyclops is like, we thought you and Jean were dead. And he's like, no, Jean's on Muir Island and everything's fine. The professor went to space and like, um, so they make a deal like Cyclops and the X-Men are like, well, we're going to Muir Island, obviously. Uh, and Beast is like, wait for me to get back. I'm going to return the Quinjet and let Jarvis know what's up. Just don't leave without me. Don't leave so without then, me. And then they, so Cyclops is like, holy shit, everyone's called Muir Island. So he calls Muir Island. And as he does, uh, and Lorna picks up the phone and she's like, holy shit, we thought you were dead. Jean's going to be so happy. And then she is immediately attacked by, uh, Mutant X. Mutant X, uh, in the Angus McBurder, uh, body. Right. Um, so is, Cyclops is... Yeah, Cyclops so. is like, fuck! And so they race off to Muir Island. Um, so, bye, Beast. <laughs> um, I even love that in the plane, uh, somebody's like, well, didn't we say we were gonna wait for Beast? <laughs> They're like, fuck no, go! They could have even, like, swung up by Avengers Mansion. It would have taken, like, a minute. Just been like, Beast, come on, we gotta go. But no. Uh... So they go racing off. Gene, oh, meanwhile, that's... is sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. The, them calling Lorna getting attacked is the end of this issue. So, right. Gene, meanwhile, is starting to have flashes of living in the Victorian era and being betrothed to Jason Wingard. Um. So yeah. And so she's also working. She's working with Moira to figure out like the limits of her powers and stuff. And she just keeps pushing them and pushing them and like barely feeling the strain and scaring the ever living shit out of Moira. Um, which I like Moira here in a, Oh no, no, it's all going great. Everything looks normal. No, it doesn't. Jesus Christ. I think she could level the Island if she wanted to. Um, yeah, it's very. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I like Gene a lot. I like this whole. God, I like this story. Yeah, I like pro- this Proteus story just because it's like a precursor. It's a good first act to all of the shit that comes after, right? Well, like, and it's it it's got a lot of parallels with the dark phoenix saga in that you know you've got someone who is able to tear the x-men down uh Mm -hmm. mentally and physically and he he is when it's all said and done he leaves them pretty gutted um there and in the middle book he is a threat like yeah in this book it's very like okay i guess he's scary because moira's freaking out when right. she discovers his cell is empty. Um, but, okay, that, you know, apparently this guy is bad. And he attacked yeah. Lorna. That's bad. Um, and he could take Lorna, you know, with just physically he could take Lorna. That's pretty bad. Um, I will say it's really weird how Lorna gets backbenched through all of this like we send storm and cyclops and everything and it's just like you know lorna could probably help a lot more 
given that his weakness is metal. I um, thought of that. That's a good I, point. Like, no. I, I feel like Lorna just needs to pick up some rebar at a construction site and just pincushion the shit out of him. Yeah. And you've got, you've at least got him contained long enough to get him back into a cell. Yeah. Even if you don't completely dissipate him he's still contained and so it's really odd like she she helps kind of shuttle people around during the fight uh but she's not active in the way that someone like wolverine or colossus is and it's just like why very fun yeah well i mean it's the it's the diana troy problem right like there were episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation where she just wasn't there because if she was, there's no story. Um, well, I mean, you know, Lorna Lorna isn't Magneto. It wouldn't be compl- a completely one-sided fight with Lorna the way it would with Eric. Yeah. Uh, she would still be in danger. She would still be in danger to his reality warping powers, but she'd be a hell of a lot more use in a situation like this than someone like Nightcrawler. I love Nightcrawler, but he he's not he's not doing a lot this this fight. Like, well, and I kept you thinking. Know. I I thought it's two issues from now, but like I I the way that they end up beating him. I was like, oh, that's actually kind of clever. We'll get to it. Um, Anyway, so 126. Uncanny X-Men number 126 has a cover by Dave Cockrum, Terry Austin, and Danny Crespi. Uh, The X-Men are reunited with Gene as Mutant X burns through body after body, and they learn he's actually Moira's son. Uh, They go after him. And the X-Men all have scary encounter after scary encounter with with him, uh, during which he renames himself Proteus. Um, and at the end of this, it comes down to Mutant X is about to try and possess the body of Storm. So, uh, first of all, I love the name Proteus for Mutant X because... The name comes from myth- Greek mythology. Uh, Greek, the Greek Proteus was a sea god, son of Poseidon, who was capable of changing his shape, and his he possessed the power of uh, prophecy. Um. But he didn't he didn't want to do this for people like people would come and be like, tell me what's going to happen. And he's just like now and runs away. Uh, and his changing shape was how he was constantly eluding their grasp. So the name Proteus fits yeah. for this villain um, yeah. in that he's he's slippery and hard to get a hold of. Um, so well done, Chris Claremont. Um, once again, uh, Gene has another flash of Victorian life. And in this one, in this one, she's like on a hunt. 
and they they chase after a stag but then when she comes to uh where the dogs are and jason wingard is there he hands her a knife and he's like you you may finish it it turns out it's a guy wearing a a thing and uh Jason is just like, what a wonderful idea it was of yours to to hunt a man as though he were a stag. And she's just like, oh, <laughs> and, you know, yeah, that's fucking weird. Like, that's horrifying. So, um, but. And uh, how Proteus gets off the island is they had split up into groups and. A search party before the x-men arrived and jamie had you know pounded out a bunch of clones to go look around one of the clones got attacked and taken and jamie is fucking wrecked on yeah. that i love that little note too because it's like we don't do a lot with multiple man right now right but like the idea just that one panel paid or one panel that the idea that one of the clones getting attacked and taken away actually affects him both physically and mentally is a neat idea um that they kind of do away with and bring back and do away with um but like that's a cool like he's affected and I, i like that a lot um so i wanted to say that before i went away i I agree yeah um so uncanny x-men number 127 is written by chris claremont and john byrne uh they managed to drive proteus away um and afterward the x-men are left shaken uh especially like wolverine who up until now has not really been affected by a whole lot is clearly not well and so cyclops cyclops goads wolverine into a fight um and then he kind of draws nightcrawler and storm into it um because they were all kind of left shook (laughs) and so he gets them up and moving and fighting and uh and then he's like okay okay everybody chill out we're all fine now and at the end of this wolverine's just like you know i never really thought of much thought much of you as a leader or as a man but uh i was wrong like that was a good call so yeah um so Proteus makes his way to Edinburgh where he possesses the body of his father, Joe McTaggart. Um, the end of this, I absolutely love because we were just talking last week about how Cyclops is, is just like, I will throw mutant body after mutant body at any problem you give me. Please tell me who you need me to sacrifice. Um, <laughs> uh, Moira has been taken by Proteus in the body of Joe McTaggart. And uh, and Banshee's like, please do not hurt her. And Cyclops is like, look, 
I understand, but by the same token, I will sacrifice her life. I will sacrifice your life. I will sacrifice the lives of all of the X-Men to stop this guy. And it's just like, yep, there it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, the other thing I did, I did forget to mention is that um, the... Uh, the professor, we do get a brief glimpse of him. I think it was a couple issues ago. Often she are space and he realizes the same thing. Moira has realized that Jean has way more power than she can handle. And he's like, I've got to get to earth immediately. So yeah, forgot about that because he, we, he he's also being treated like a pet. Um, yeah. And he's kind of annoyed that nobody there, you know, you're in an interstellar society that uh, is full of a bunch of diverse aliens and such. And they all kind of consider you, oh, one of the, what of the, this guy, look at him. He's sweet. Oh, look and, at the monkey. He thinks he can talk. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, and he uh, thinks he's people. Yeah. And he. So he goes and he does some studying because he's getting kind of annoyed with that. Um, and during that research phase he's is when he figures out, oh shit, Gene, Gene's not Gene. Basically. Yeah. I think he knows at this point. Um, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I do kind of like um, he, the thing. So he's writing in this chair. Uh, that is sort of a precursor of the yellow hover chair he will start using in the 90s. Um, uh, like, you can definitely see a straight line through uh, from what he's in here to the chair that he develops later. So... Bad, 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 bad,